What's up? What's up, y'all? Live uh, broadcasting. I knew. I, I know. I said my next podcast will be about my pop, but that's gonna be a hard one. I'm, I'm gonna do it. I just got a lot I want to do to it. New music I want to put to it and everything. But the first thing I want to say is um, let's talk about Nova a little bit. Nova Radio. Just to get to that that big point on Nova Radio. Uh, I want to talk about the football now. It's crazy how the type of depth they got now coming in. Like, Nova Cold Bunch is not talked about enough. You know, there's a lot of games that Nova lost that was close, or if they just had a kicker, you know, to kick the extra point, things would be better. But with this guy's kicking. 63 yarders and 65 yarders. He's something. He, he He's special because if Nova has that, then things happen a little bit more different. Just a little different. You need a kicker that can hit those those clutch shots, especially if he can hit it from at least, I mean, 60 is one thing, but 50, you know, because if you look at it, it's um, 50 yarders all you need. I mean, people are not going to hit 60 yarders every game, but it's nice to know that his range is hitting 60-plus in case he has to, but if he can do that, then 40 to 45 yards to 50, and then 50, you know, that's that's automatic. Trying to look at, you know, a little bit more. Miles Cross did not commit to Nova. Uh, Elijah Spencer is another one who didn't commit to Nova. That's two receiver prospects, but they was in the final schools. Jason Henderson has Nova in the final schools, which is big. You know, schools after him, so let's see what happens. If they can get him and Gianni Woodson-Brooks, that could take away from the loss of those two big-time receivers. But Nova still got Daniel Lopez. Who, who is Daniel Lopez? Do you want to know who Daniel Lopez truly is? Daniel Lopez is a big play receiver. Which size? 6'2", can stretch the field. They're, they're sticking to a blueprint. Villanova is sticking to a blueprint. Yeah, you don't get any more live than this with Lita Johnson, baby. Live and in Philly. I love the feel. And then if I feel like I want to talk to y'all, I got to talk to y'all. And I miss everybody around. Now, um, I want to get more into Penn State also. There's a couple of things I want to get through to Penn State. Um, the running backs. It's really a joy to look at the running backs and talk about the Journey Brown who really came into his own. I mean, he, he became special. He became special. And then... Noah Kane, another running back, became special last year. Not special as journey, but he definitely, to break out as a freshman in fact like that was something. Now, Devin Ford, I think it's better than, listen, watch out for Devin Ford. you got to watch out for Devin Ford. Devin Ford can eat you up. Like, he can just take over a game. His talent in high school, to me, I think he's a better running back. I just think Jody Brown's a more athletic, but the better running back, I think, is Devin Ford. He is a beast. I mean, to get him, you, you're going crazy over Brown and Kane, but people haven't felt Ford yet. And then Kaziah Holmes and Kevontae Lee give them two other guys, a power back, another all-purpose back. It's good to have your first three doing good, then it's like it's two other guys sitting in the trenches that can also impact, but you don't have to rush them. I feel like Johnny Brown will be gone this year. 
I feel like Noah Kane takes over next year, and he'll be in the draft in his junior year, um, possibly. I'm not going to say he'll be in the draft. It's just that Villanova's really birthing running backs. Now Brown will be a third guy I feel like would even be a good NFL running back uh, with his speed and power, and it's just getting better and better. I think Johnny Brown's going to be an excellent NFL running back. I ain't going to say Hall of Famer, Pro Bowler, but productive, yes. Yes, I, I see that. And, and the crazy part is, but if you, anytime you can run like Johnny Brown runs, anytime you can run like that, you have the ability to be a lead back. If he can get to the NFL, his speed becomes a, like a, a force, a weapon. Like, you know, some guys got speed, but they just don't got the vision, you know, and it takes vision, it takes more than just speed. But Brown has top of the line as you're going to get speed. If he can translate, you know, the evolution of his game to the NFL, then he will be a special back. It's just hard to realize if Penn State can pull out a third special lead, special back. Because Sanders is one of the future stars in the league now. So is Barkley. So if you get another one, that'd just be crazy. But um, Kane and four, and then also we'll look at what uh, Penn State is going to do. You know, with uh, they don't they don't need running backs at this moment. I think Kaziah Holmes will turn into a lead back. I think Avante. I think they got good running backs, but they'll end up getting some more. Um, this is one of the positions I want to talk about leading toward Penn State because it just seems like Penn State uh, has a special room right there, and 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 that's that's key for them to go to the next level. All these guys get unlocked. Um, we know the receivers have to do better, but with these running backs, it really carried the team last year. So back on, we get to uh, the, the NBA, NBA right now, the Sixers, with the pressure mountain, the pressure of, it's so many expectations. And I think a lot of people have given up, like Milwaukee, Toronto, even, even Miami, like, like, Philly beat, the crazy part is, yes, the highway, 30th Street, right here by 30th Street Station. Listen, the crazy part is, Philadelphia beat all these teams, beat their, beat their ASS earlier. And all of a sudden, as soon as Miami, you know, get them twice, and then everybody gets them back. You know, Boston got them back, you know, or Toronto, Milwaukee got them back. Now everybody forgets what Philadelphia did to them before because they got them back. Listen, it is what it is. That don't mean they're better than Philly, even though they can beat Philly. That that don't mean I'm gonna put it like this. That don't mean that they're clear cut better than Philly. How, how does that make them like? How did those games be like? Okay, well Philadelphia won't beat them. When you look at Philadelphia on paper and look at their talent, I don't get it. I don't realize it. So we talking about. The Sixers, they are, there's no point guard, you know, like Ben Simmons in the league at his size and athletic ability. You know, everybody just waiting for him to shoot jumpers and free throws at the efficient level. If he, if he shoot three-pointers at a 33% clip and he's averaging about two three-pointers made and how, however many missed to shoot 33%, people will be scared of Ben Simmons. If he starts shooting 73% from the free throw line, people will be scared. Because he's going to average about 27 points a game with that. That's 27 a game. And then, you know, he go into, what, eight or nine rebounds? And what, how many is it? Eight assists is looking like. Because he don't do this seven assists. Ben Simmons gets eight, almost nine assists a year. So, 
Then you got Joel Embiid, who is a monster, unicorn, like the Greek free. People forget. I know he had a kind of disappointing year. They expect more dominance, but he still averaged 23 and 12. Like, it's crazy to think that these guys just going to, and then Tobias Harris is on a roll becoming their scorer. Or they had Alec Burke and Glenn Robinson III, two good acquisitions, proving themselves. Shake Milton. Raul Neto, like it's crazy that people think that this team is because of a little couple of losses and they can't look at their paper and look at uh, Toronto and look at Milwaukee and look at Indiana and look at Miami and look at Philly and say, yo, Philly has it. Josh Richardson, he's been trying to you know, fit and come into his own, transforming himself into a real big-time league guard. He has his ups and downs, but every time he's showing you great potential, great explosion, the ability not to be fearless going into the hole, the ability to, to, to hit six three-pointers in a row. Josh Richardson is an all-star type guard. He's not an all-star guard, but he's an all-star type guard. He's a guy that can go to that next level any day now. So, I just really, and Al Horford, like I said, I believe this. I just want to see, I'm, I just don't get how people write off Philly so quick when they was a, a, a shot away from the NBA championship last year. And you mean to tell me you go with Milwaukee, who was knocked off? Okay, Jimmy Butler was with Philly. So I see the hype, but come on, look at that team. Do you think matching up, that team has what it takes? No. I just know. It, it's crazy. But looking at um, Philly, I just feel like they're the team to beat the East, period, once again. Now, also, uh, back to the Villanova Wildcats, uh, basketball, you know, Langston Love and, and Max Christie, both. Langston Love committed to Baylor. Um, I'll get more into that, but what I want to talk about is the Brian Antoine effect, more or less the, the, the lineups, you know. I saw one lineup on Twitter. Um, shout out my guy, uh, David Letts, always a fan, always a pleasure of having your presence support me brother Patrick Donovan okay he says no chance that more six I, I don't know man I just want to give you absolute absolute pride Patrick Donovan in that I mean I, it's, it's not stupid but it's it's kind of naive to say no chance when you have a, a guy of, of the caliber of play of Antoine, I'm sorry, and, and the importance and, and what it took for them to go after a guy like that, like, Quinterly was important to Jay Wright, he just said develops his guys the way he develops his guys, he could have easily thrown Antoine into the fire, but he wasn't going to do that, Jay Wright is smart, man, he know he got a dog, why I want to rush him out there, possibly have him go out there, and then, then he go to the NBA all of a sudden, why not let him develop and be the best player he can be instead of just having him rush out there? Show his NBA potential. Could possibly leave. Don't have him. And he never got to develop him the, the Villanova style to get the best out of him. Ah. So we're going to... I'm going to take... I'm going to take every single you know, thing to answer that question. And he was like, uh, then you said you don't agree with DCR, but when, it, when, when, when tournaments start or whenever starts... Uh, when conference play starts, that, that makes no sense either. 
what would you take him out for conference play for? Conference play, that's a, they play a lot of conference games. And two, for what? You talk about a guy who's been in the Big East for four years. What would you take a veteran out for conference play for when he knows about the ropes? Listen, Colin Gillespie, Jermaine Sam, you'll see what it is with Diamond Cobby Roundtree. They're not going to put him at the five when you got only reason he wasn't at the five is because Damir was not healthy enough. That, that's the only reason Robinson Earl, I mean, like, like, you know, that's the only reason that Robinson Earl got so much time at the center position. Because Robinson, like, Dada would have got more time. It would have been situations where they put JRE at the four and set uh, Sadiq Bay or put Sadiq Bay or set Sadiq Bay, put Dada in the center more. They was trying to give him his run, but he was hurt. So, and then you're looking at Sadiq Bay. I mean, Sadiq Bay had to start, get his time, Jermaine Sanders. But now it's a different story. There's no way that, and it's crazy that Villanova fans feel comfortable with Jermaine Samuels. He's 6'7", 230, 222. 6'7", 222. And you're trying to tell me this guy at 6'7", 222 is going to play against power forwards. Forget the positionless league. He's not a power forward type of guy unless you have to throw a 6'7", 222. 6'8", and 6'7", are two totally different type of players right there. That inch means everything. And Jermaine Samuels playing against guys who are about power. Same thing with J.R.A. He had to play against bigger centers. And you can see a lot of times it was a mismatch. But he played tough. He played his heart out. And he learned, you know, how to play defense even better. But... It was a lot of times, even against Kansas, against Azebuka. I mean, Yaduka was, like, too big for him. So, Jay Wright sees that, and in his better position, he'll be able to have the ball more at the four position, bring the ball up the floor like Sadiq Bay used to, make him an even better player. So now, and then you're looking at also got to start looking at your lineup. You, yo, Patrick, you got to look at the lineup. There's no way you, you let Dada back up Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Okay. That means whoever, who's going to play the four? You think, so you're thinking Cole Swider plays the four? So who backs him up? Eric Dixon? Eric Dixon's a center. He's a center. He's the center right now. You're going to let Dada, Eric Dixon, okay, Eric Dixon backs up Cole Swider because they're not going to put Jermaine. There's no way they're going to mess up their lineup by putting a guy at the four when you got guys like Dixon, Dada, and Robinson Earl who are big enough to play the four and Cole Swider. They're all big enough to play the four. So there's no way he's going to put Jermaine Samuels there. when you, At the three, who else you got? Who else you got? Like, who else you got? You got Slater, you got Samuels. You have the ability to put Antoine there. You're putting people out of position. It's just not going to go down. You're looking at what Moore did last year, and you're like, ooh, well, okay, he still can do that next year on the bench. Either way, both of them are going to impact, but one of them is going to have more minutes to get more shots. I think it's Antoine. Mama for life, what's up, man? You said Colin, Colin Gillespie, Cliff Daniels, um, Brian Antoine, Jermaine Samuels, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. That is not going to happen, my brother. They are not going to have a start. There could be a lineup that they throw together, you know, when, but they're not going to be the start lineup. It's not going to happen. But it's a good killer lineup. That is a killer lineup. Put a bunch of scores in there. 
boom, when you want to run through somebody, good killer lineup. So I wanted to talk real quick, just get some stuff out. Uh, the football squad of Villanova, I, I feel like Henderson is, is, a, is a possible reach right now for Villanova. Uh, there's other guys that they got defensive linemen, they're offering more guys. They're just going for a good a good class. It's a good class, uh, good talent, and they're going after guys. Um, it's going to be something to see who all they land. Michael Washington, you still got Martin Lucas and Michael Washington running backs. Well, I think they could still get two running backs. That would be very impressive to get Lucas and Michael Washington. But Martin Lucas is being offered to play a linebacker by so many different uh, programs. So I, I think Nova can get him, but I think that's going to be a little hard to do. Um, he might go to Old Dominion, who knows. There's a lot of good Virginia Tech. It's a lot of good uh, schools after him. So we're going to see. That's going to be a hard one to snatch. But I think Michael Washington is, is a Villanova Wildcat running back, explosive running back. Um, you still got uh, Bry Bryce Stansfield and Sam Hedrick, or two guys I feel like a Villanova Wildcats defensive tackle. Um, It's just a lot of different players. Akina Ugbaja is it's going to be hard to get him because there's so many power five Michigans after him, for God's sake. Uh, you know, so, I, I mean, I, it, it was a bold, bold offer. I want to see what happens, but Nova is just, they're making a statement of always going after those guys, you know, by their big schools of recruiting or schools that, you know, you would think they would have no chance. It's just, it's just what it is. They still make a run and still make a good impression on recruits. So they're trying to move up and basically impressing better recruits and they can get other guys that can play in the league. I think they can really get some guys like Changa Hodge and Daniel Smith. We'll see what they do this year. If Changa Hodge and Daniel Smith have another explosive year, I could really see them getting drafted somewhere in the draft. Uh, Justin Covington, if he has the same type of year that he had last year, it's no question he will be one of the top five running backs. And, and I'm talking about if he gets off to the same start and finishes what he started this year, he will be one of the top five running backs in the draft, I think so, no question. I, I, and you come out to FCS and you do that after the year you had, and then you come in your senior year, and you because he was looking at 2,000 yards. He was looking at over 2,000 yards. He was just 8.1 yards to carry. So those three guys, and then you got Paul Gratton, MJ Dumas, and Kofi Apia to look at to see who else steps up out of there. Paul Gratton already in there. Can MJ and Kofi Apia do that? You look at uh, um, Jaquan Amos, Nawula Petu. Um, good players, y'all. So listen, this is a good team. I'll talk more about it on, on a special one for my pops, man. Still dealing with a lot, man. My best friend gone. Thank you for your support. Um, it's a hard thing, man. It's just, you know, circle of life. But in my opinion, and how I'm feeling, how hurt I'm feeling, it's damn hard. Damn hard. So I'm out of here, y'all. Follow leader. Um, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. I'm out.